This is Confessions of a Pastor. A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall. Going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Well, hello, friends. It's that time again. Time for confessions. It's your hosts, Keith and Kara, and we are so excited to be with you today. On our eighth episode. On our eighth episode. It is actually summer this time. We did get news from one of our listeners the last time we recorded this. It technically, legally, was not summer. Yeah, well, the 21st is technically summer. Yes. Yes. And you have proof of that, Kara. Yeah, I do, actually. Let's just confess here. Why do you have proof that (laughs) it was not officially summer yet? Well, so I tried to plant a garden. Come on. And it was really beautiful for a few days. Because when we bought our house, it came with beautiful garden beds. Yeah. A a gate and fence around the garden beds. Thinking the critters would stay out. Right. So, yes, I've had a few critters get in. And so I've, I've trial and errored what right. grows and what doesn't grow with the critters. So I figured out what I could grow and what I couldn't grow. Well, then it froze. A couple of days ago, it froze. It froze. It froze. And then Friends, today... It froze. So, so the, all the vegetables are gone. Gone. And so today, though, it was like in my face because I'm walking down the driveway, which is mm-hmm. like 10,000 miles long, but I see the neighbor who is a master gardener, humming, singing, <laughs> planting her garden today. <laughs> I'm like, oh, should have followed her lead. We should have watched what the master gardener was doing. I should have. Like literally, friends, she's a master gardener. She's a professor or has some degrees. Something like that. In gardening. Yeah. Gardenology. And- <laughs> the study of gardening, which we don't have. No, I am trial. I my theory or philosophy is trial by fire, trial and error. That's how I figure it out. Yes. I don't. Who's got the time to actually study these things? Yes. Well, summer's here, so I don't know. Let's not spend another few hundred dollars on <laughs> vegetable starters to just to get one vegetables. tiny little tomato. <laughs> I'm willing to pay that extra money for that organic at the. Farmer's market. Yeah, there's something about getting your hands in the dirt, though. There like, is. There's just really something about it that you can't satisfy through something else. So Yes. Well, let's see how our neighbor's garden does. and then... Oh, it's going to outshine ours. Well, let's, let's see. We'll, we'll <laughs> wait and see. Hey, I want to give a shout out. This is our eighth episode in season number one of Confessions of a Pastor. And did, wait, did you know that our son told us uh, that... Most uh, podcasts don't make it past 10. Okay, so we're, we're going to make we're it. We're going to crush it. We're going to do this, friends. <laughs> and it's with your help. Keep subscribing, keep sharing, keep liking. If you would just give us some reviews, that, that'll move us up so more people see us. But we, we want to just give a shout out because we've actually been shocked that anybody does listen to this. We just plugged in the microphones and thought, hey, we can just talk to ourselves and who knows if anybody's going to listen. But we got people listening all over the world. Wow. Literally. 
I mean, of course, Central Oregon, the Pacific Northwest is number one. We've got Bend, Portland, Seattle, Redmond, Lapine. Those are our top one, two, three, four, five places. And then, then it starts going out to the other places in okay. Oregon. We go out to McMinnville, Corvallis. But then we start spreading to the West Coast. Okay. We've got listeners in Sacramento, Scottsdale, uh, Manitou Springs. Where's that? Where the heck is Manitou Springs? Somebody's listening in Manitou Springs. Let's let's what see. What state is that in? What it's Colorado. Oh, it actually looks like a beautiful place. I think we there should visit. It's uh, by Garden of the Gods. Ooh, I have never been there, but it's always been on my bucket list. It looks lovely. So shout out to those in Manitou Springs or anywhere in Colorado. We also have people in Silver City, Brussels, Belgium. Oh, come on, that's. That's in our top 15. Wow. <laughs> 15. Brussels, Belgium. We've got Round Rock, Colorado. It can be, uh, I mean, all kinds of places. Teleco Plains. Do you know where Teleco Plains is? Never heard of it. Oh, come on. It's got to be somewhere cool, just like Manitou Springs. <laughs> That's an interesting name. Teleco Plains. Tennessee, friends. Oh, nice. We got Tennessee, San Jose, Lake Oswego, Ashburn. I mean, all over the place. Even Lahaina. Hawaii. Hawaii. Hawaii? I think that means we need to go visit Hawaii. Come on. We said, okay, so we got married how many years ago? There's a test. It's going to be this year, 20 years. 20 years, yeah. In December of this year, we will have been married 20 yes, so wonderful years. We got married. I was a teacher. You were a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. I was. We got married over winter break, so I had like two weeks as a teacher Yes. between, you know, the... the the time off. It was kind and of like an elope, uh, elopement. Is that sort of? It was, well, sort of it like wasn't, eloping. but it was because yes. we had to decide: is the wedding going to be like thousands of people, or is it going to be like a handful of people? Yes. And so we went with a handful, and Just then family. we honeymooned in Tahoe Come on. Uh, for like two days, and then we said on our first anniversary we will go to Hawaii. We will go to Hawaii for our first anniversary. Well, what came on our first anniversary? We had a baby. <laughs> we had McKenna. Yes. No one gave us the birds and the bees talk. And <laughs> we had a baby for our one year anniversary. We were hardly married. And we... We had a baby. And a you baby. know, and she we just still, graduated. She Come did. on, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hey. She's doing amazing. And we still have not been to Hawaii. So No, we have not been to Hawaii. And it's going to happen, though. It will happen. It's going to happen. Maybe yeah. for 20th. Ooh, that's like December. Let's start planning. But we we got people from all over the world. Just a shout out to you. Anywhere from Kansas City all the way to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, I mean, we just want to give you a big shout out. And thank you very much for listening. Yeah. From the bottom of our hearts, we're grateful. We're going to keep confessing uh, what we experience, the good, all that God's doing, the bad, and even the ugly. But we want to do this for the glory of God. We're not just doing this for any sake. We want to give glory to God because he's moving. He's working. Oh, yeah. He's a living God. He is active and alive. We're seeing it right now. It's absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. I keep expressing to people my excitement and enthusiasm because, Kara, it's like we're living out the New Testament church today. Yeah. I mean, we have normal days, but there are some days that are so spectacular. We are actually seeing things that I feel like are like New Testament. Yeah. Uh, not Amen. feel like. They, they are New Testament. We're, we're seeing a move of God in a radical way. Let's, let's go through some of the stories we heard this week. Uh, these are real life, real time stories this week at 
Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. Uh, let's just start with what we observed. Both of us were moved this week by what we're witnessing in prayer. Yeah, um, you know, we've been sitting together, well, mm -hmm. you know, when you're able to join me, but, you know, really in the front row. Yes. And, um, okay, let's pause real quick because our listeners may not understand the significance of that. <laughs> That's huge. It is huge. So, so just an understanding and a story for Kara and I, as the founders of Journey Church in Bend, we did not sit next to each other for more than 13 years at church. Not because we didn't like each other, not because we didn't want to. We just got so busy with the work of ministry. I was running around with a, like a chicken with my head cut off. You were serving in every single area you could serve. Yeah, and then but then even when I was in the service, mm -hmm. um, I chose to sit in the very back, mm. and that was that was a personal choice. Yes, that now I see that I, I see value in what we're doing mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. um, but. Yeah, so even when I was there, I, I was kind of, I, I kind of hid myself, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, and you know, I, I didn't know how to lead well in this particular area either. I didn't know what an example looked like. But last summer, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary of our sabbatical. Yeah. And y'all keep hearing about the sabbatical from our lives because it was a momentous moment for us. Yes. It was a healing season. It was a refreshing season. It was a time when God poured into us, renewed a vision in many different ways. Yeah, it, it was great for us. But what we did on that sabbatical was something we have never done in our marriage. We sat down together in church every Sunday for three months. Yeah, it was actually really beautiful. Yes, we were able to sit down as a family. We were able to sit down as a couple. We were yeah. able to do what most people get the opportunity to do when they go to church. Yeah. And I think it was a bonding experience. It was, yeah, uh, there was absolutely. A, an intimacy there. And so when we came back, one of the things we continued to do was sit together. Yeah. I don't think we talked about it, did we? No, I don't think so. I don't think that we had a, an intentional conversation about it, but a part of it was just God really moved and changed my heart mm. um, from one that I thought was a heart of humility was actually, uh, I was hiding. And there's okay. a difference. You can mm -hmm. you can have a heart of humility, but also walk in the calling that God has for you. Okay. Um, and instead of instead of that, I I was I had a heart of humility, but also one of hiding, mm. of not of wanting to suppress what um, you know possibly God would want to do. Mm. So uh, my heart changed through the sabbatical. I healed a lot. So in the healing, I feel like I was able to even understand that that concept that you can uh, uh, that, that you can be called by God to a high purpose and a high calling but also have humility in it yes I would just completely agree and I I feel like the Lord has humbled me in different ways that the whole church is not contingent on me running around you know I can trust and equip leaders yeah unleash them to do the work and so we give you that backstory because now we sit near the front row Every Sunday. Yes. Almost every service. Yeah. That, that, again, is something that we just have committed and we've done. And as a result, God put on both of our hearts. We didn't even talk about it, but we shared at staff meeting this week just the power of witnessing what God's doing, observing from the front row. Yeah, that was actually the one of the stories that I told in the story time at the staff meeting, mm -hmm. which we, we do once a week. Um, and it's really actually a very powerful, momentous 
moment and time mm-hmm. for the staff to just tell transformative stories. Yes. And so what I what one of the things that I said was that it's really, really, really beautiful to watch Journey Church um, go to God in prayer the way we are. Yes. And um, it's it's unlike anything thing that we've done in the past. Right. Um, and I, I feel like, like we've talked about on the show before that when we came back from sabbatical, we declared war on the enemy, said yes. we will no longer live in defeat. We are victorious in Jesus Come and on. we are going to, we are going to stake claim to this area Come that, on. um, Jesus reigns and right. the enemy does not have domain over us. And so we declared war on the enemy and the enemy of course declared war on us. That's right. But, uh, in doing so we, we are, seeing the church and leading the church in a, an intentional um, season of seeking God mm-hmm. for restoration, yes. for redemption, yes. for healing. Come on, um, And it's really beautiful to be able to watch it from the front row. It's powerful. It's powerful to watch our prayer team lay hands to, uh, to, to go to God in prayer over, over whoever walks up and asks for it. Wrestling anoint with oil intercession yeah hands laid i mean it's it's something that we have not seen in our ministry this is like no we haven't not new until testament now. stuff god showing up we witness people here here's the journey they come up meek and quiet and they, they softly give their prayer request sometimes you can tell they're nervous they're, they some many of them have never done this before yeah they share their prayer requests the person praying gets confirmation. It's pretty quick. There's yeah. not a long story. Then they start praying. And you can witness the person praying, believing in faith. You can see it physically. You can see you just this powerful picture. And somewhere in there, you watch this transformation. Either there's tears. I mean, it's different for every situation and person. Yeah. But times there's tears. Times there's different postures. Mm-hmm. And sometimes by the end of the prayer, you witness a breakthrough. Yeah. I mean, within a few minutes, something has shifted, something has changed, something has been lifted. Yes, I mean, it's powerful. And we are, we're observing this in the dozens every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sunday morning, Sunday night. I mean, it's absolutely powerful. I mean, I, just to watch this, and it's men and women of prayer. Now, for us, this is new at our church. Yeah. We've always had prayer teams. Yes. But if I can just describe it looking back... It was pretty safe. Yeah. You know, on a Sunday, maybe one or two or three people would come up for prayer. They would pray. You know, I don't mean to say that those prayers didn't count, that they weren't powerful, but there certainly wasn't the gravitas or the weight or the, uh, the number that we're seeing now of people coming forward. Yeah. I mean, last weekend, I saw a couple come forward for prayer. One went up for prayer weeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, a minute or two later, the husband came up weeping, and then mm-hmm. there, there was a joining of men and women on our prayer team coming beside both of them, yeah. laying hands, pray. I could only imagine it was something in their marriage, something in their yeah. family. But then we got stories like this last Last week of Pastor Noah, who oversees that prayer team, shared with us story after story. One story was someone who came to the prayer meeting on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. They prayed over her, and over the course of a few weeks of praying, she decided to get rid of all of her tarot cards and crystals in her yeah. house. Anything that wasn't of God, she was pursuing all of these other ways of of life or healing or whatever that case might be in spirituality. 
She got rid of those things, put them in a box, took them to a dumpster, didn't resell them, didn't give them away, took them to a dumpster, and then confessed that when she got rid of that, her home was more free. Oh. It was, she described it as being lighter. Yeah. So here she was pursuing life, but in the wrong places. Yeah. And it wasn't like a few tarot cards. She had collected them over a period of time, um, you know, the collection of, of these tarot cards, which is absolutely incredible because this world is being deceived by the devil yes that you can find truth you can find answers you can find life you can find purpose mm -hmm. in something other than mm -hmm. jesus yeah you know we were talking earlier about barnes and noble which is the biggest bookstore in our city it offers a great variety of books but inside that store there is a demonic and satanic stronghold this the presence of what the enemy has put yeah. in the barnes and nobles across america's awful yeah i mean there's ouija boards with other games so grandparents can come in and buy a ouija board and give it to their grandkids there's there's uh, how to do uh wicca you know wiccan for for beginners there's uh the basics of of satanism I, and it's on display for you yeah, know and it's so commercialism easy, consumerism right and it's so easy to get so to turn a blind eye to it yeah, number one to yeah. get comfortable with it so number one it's easy to do that um and um yet we it's so important to understand to have the revelation that we live in a spiritual world mm. and the more you understand that the more you see things through spiritual eyes yes and the enemy wants this yes <laughs> this is what he wants he's not even hiding in our community anymore no. he used to come in with this this uh, deception of disguising, disguising himself like light, but now he's coming in and just radically removing any type of morals, any type of truth, and completely deceiving a, yeah. a generation. I had a I had a, a woman come up to me at our pursuit night last mm -hmm. Sunday night, and she was highly concerned because she had recently been into the public library and was literally just 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 beside herself mm. um, at what you see when you walk in that's mm. targeting children. Um, I mean, the enemy is just, he's going after this generation yes. in a really um, uh, deceitful but powerful way. Mm. And we need to have spiritual eyes to see it for what it is. And yes. we need to fight it. We need to pray against Let's it. Let's do it. Um, we have to rise up and and fight the enemy. I completely agree. I'll be preaching on this subject this coming Sunday, <laughs> that we are to be good soldiers. God calls yeah. us. He enlists us in his army when you believe in him. This is not an option. We have been enlisted in the army of God. Yes. We are to fight the good fight. Yes. We are to armor up with the full armor of God. We are to stand against the schemes of the enemy. This is not a few. This is not the pastors out there. This is anyone that believes in yes. Jesus. You're to rise up and fight the enemy. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. We, we have the full authority in Jesus. Paul says in Romans 16 that Satan's under our foot. We have authority, but we've got to take back that which has been taken from us. Jesus yes. says in John 10, 10, that, that the enemy is a thief. He's a thief. He's taken what's not rightfully his. Yeah. We need to take back our kids. Yeah. We need to exactly. take back the truth. Amen. We, we need to take back with authority that which the devil has not, has, has, has not rightfully 
taken. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's not rightfully his. Yeah. He has taken uh, what's and not we have, rightfully we his. And we have all authority over it. So yes. we need to be intentional. I mean, that is really genuinely one of the things that we learned over the sabbatical because, again, we've talked about this before, but we were in, we were not in that position. Then we you get were, defeated. We were positioned yes. in defeat. Come on. And we couldn't get ourselves out of it. And it's a desperate place. Yes. Until we stepped out of the situation, until we, we got away, we reflected, we prayed. That's right. We healed. That's right. Um, we actually we actually declared war over the enemy for our kids, mm-hmm. and we saw breakthrough with them. That's right. We repositioned ourselves to from defeat to victory. Amen. And now we live in victory, and the, that doesn't mean the battle's not hard and the enemy's not after us because. <laughs> We get no. our feet knocked out from under That's us right. regularly. You declare war on the enemy. No, no, no. You're going to have some hard days because you've just declared war on the enemy. Of, of you, you have messed up his kingdom. Yeah. Now he's going after you, your yeah. kids. He, he's going after us. And, and we've certainly seen it uh, even this week. You know, I've seen it in my own life. But I'll tell you, the moment you begin to fight differently, God yes. gives you an awareness, a revelation, and you start to fight differently. You start to come back quick, uh, quicker. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. Don't, you don't wait weeks and months or even right. years. Uh, no. God forbid decades for where you is. have to live in it. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you've been defeated, you pull yourself up by yeah. the britches like David, you preach to yourself yep. and you go after it. Yeah. And I, I am thankful that we're, you know, leading, the, you know, the church in this now because yes. we cannot we cannot uh, the the world can't afford to have christians sit back and and not no. not fight this fight we no. have to fight this fight no that eternity is at stake yes. here people are destined and doomed for hell and we can do something about that and it's, it's, it's this is a salvation issue but it's even more we're talking marriages kids grandkids i mean there's so much more i mean th- th- this is it i mean one of the things we're experiencing at Journey Church are our physical healings. You know, someone whose back was prayed over last week. Yeah. Literally in the prayer, by the end of the prayer, they were healed. So good. Someone testified to me before church. She came up and introduced herself. I never met her before. She let me know that she's had lung issues since the 90s because of a chemical mm. um, she was exposed to chemicals that made her sick for years. God healed her in the early 2000s. Then COVID came, and this stuff came back. And then she got sick recently. And then she recovered, but she had a cough. And she was telling me she's in the healthcare business. And when you have a cough in the healthcare business, people people look at you. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining she worked at the hospital or something because she said people looked at her every time she had this deep cough. But she's like, I didn't feel sick, but but my lungs yeah. uh, were causing this cough. So she asked for prayer and she says within three days, she was 90% better. Mm. You know, I told her, I said, sometimes God doesn't do the immediate healing, just like the, yeah. the, the blind man that Jesus right. healed. And he said, he what do you see? Well, I see, it looks like trees, trees walking around. Yeah. You know, they're men, but they're trees walking around and, and Jesus didn't stop there. He continued it, yeah. but it was a process. Yeah. Sometimes a healing times comes it in was process. A process. Yeah. But a lot of the times it was immediate, but sometimes it was a process. That's right. Sometimes you'd ask somebody to go wash in a pool or sometimes yeah. go, go show yourself to yeah. the priest. And, but we're seeing this 
And it, it, it's a matter of God loves us so much. He just doesn't want to leave us the same. Yeah. He, he can't leave us well, the same. Well, we were talking about this earlier too, um, the, 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 the nature of God or mm. the, um, if you look back in, in the Old Testament scriptures yeah. and you see the names of God, mm. they, are his, they are who he is. They are his nature. Yes. And he is Jehovah Rapha. He is the healer. Oh, so there. in his nature, he heals. Yes. It's what he wants. That doesn't mean he always heals us on this side of heaven, mm-hmm. but it is his nature. Mm-hmm. So why not ask? Yes. I, I just met with a family this morning planning a, a celebration of life. And I, I discussed that very thing because when I met with the person who is now in glory, she was on hospice and she declared to me, she believed actually mm. that God was going to heal yeah. her. I mean, she said this with confidence and faith and she asked me to pray for her. Mm. And, and I tell you, she within a few days of that, she passed away. Mm-hmm. And this is not the first time something like this has happened. And you know, my, it's, my experience is it's so odd just you know, grieving and, and witnessing those um, kind of experiences when you love somebody and watch them go. But I told this this morning, the story of, of what she said and my experience. And this is what I've learned the past year, Kara, because we've gone through so much loss. Yeah. Is I'm frustrated that I didn't get to see a physical miracle on this side of heaven, mm-hmm. but God really completely entirely answered her request. Yeah that she wanted to be healed. Yeah, she's in glory. She is healed. Mm-hmm. She is in complete glory. Her body is fully glorified. Because if, if she had a shift in that experience, if she started to get better, if she, you know, the suffering shifted and she got off hospice and if she was better, the reality is, what, maybe another 20 or 30 years? Like, is, is that really the miracle? Is that you live another 20, 30 years here on earth? Or is the greatest miracle of all when your heart stops beating, you actually don't die, you start living. Absolutely. You're glorified. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but, but, what I, but what I'm suggesting though is since uh, until we're there, yes. we petition God. Amen. For, I, for I, healing. I completely agree because he is Jehovah Rapha. Yeah, it's, it's, he's, it's he's, who he is. It, it's exactly right. Jehovah Rapha, if you don't know, this is, this is essentially a Greek term from a Hebrew phrase describing God as Lord Healer. That's Jehovah Rapha. And it's one of a multitude yeah. of names mm, of God. Yeah. It's one of many that many. we can call upon yeah. because God meets us where we are. If we need healing, He is the healer. Yes. If we need provision, He's Jehovah Jireh. Come on. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Uh, if we, if, if we, we need peace, it's Jehovah Shalom. Oh, go. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> what else is He? He is uh, Jehovah Nisi. He's our banner, right? The Lord is our banner. Yeah. And what that means is He's our victory. At the end of the war, we're going to raise the banner. He he is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. He he is our victory. We we can declare it today. We can be united in the banner over us. Mm -hmm. He he is our all and all. I mean, I I just am so grateful for a God that is not one-dimensional, a God that's figured out. Uh, I I shared with you earlier, I'm reading a, a book by John Bevere. It's his newest book called The Awe of God. And he really presses in to the listener to have the fear of God. 
The only thing we should fear yeah. is God. Amen. And if we don't, then we won't live like it. Yeah. If we don't have an awe of God, if we don't have a reverence of God, then we will not live like yeah. it. You will not pray like it. You won't go to God's word. You, you won't take his promises at full value. Yeah. You won't be terrified of judgment. I yeah. mean, if... Well, and and knowing the, the character, the nature of God, the stuff that we just talked about, Jehovah Jireh, mm-hmm. Jehovah Rapha, um, knowing that... Is is why we don't need to fear anything. Yes, because he is he is our everything. We yes. fear him and him alone. He is everything. Uh, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. Right. Yes. So yes. so he is our everything, and yes. he will pro- he will take care. Amen. He'll do it. Amen. We don't need to fear anything. He is our all and all. Yeah. And if we don't put him first, yes. what begins to happen is other things aren't aligned. That's that's a deception of the devil right there. It's slow start. And over time, we get further and further away. And the further we get from God, the less we see the, the, the weight of his glory, the greatness of who he is. And I'm just, I just want more of God right now. I, I hope our listeners want more of God. That's the greatest thing that you can go after is God himself. It, it, it's not anything on this world. This life is a vapor. And 100 years from now, no one's really going to know your name. 1,000 years from now, you're not going to matter at all. But you know who will? He's eternal. He's infinite. That's who he is. He's our almighty God. I'm so grateful today. Kara, we, we, as we just consider what God's doing right now, I mean, one of the things we talked about is, you know, you, you can't put your finger on this. You can't always, this is not a formula. In fact, our healing over our sabbatical, it was not overnight. It was a gradual journey it was and we it it was a partnership with god amen i mean we had to press in Mm. um and of course god is always faithful you know that's right um but it took it took a lot of pressing in on our part that's right um to get to the places of healing i i completely agree and i I think the reason i want to just say that today is for that person that's that's wondering is god going to break through in my life? Is, is he going to do something great in my life? And I'm here to tell you, he can and he will. I want to just point you to a scripture in, in Luke chapter 18. Jesus, he starts off the chapter in Luke 18 verse 1. It says, he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Mm. I believe Jesus is saying in Luke 18, <laughs> I think he's saying there's going to come a moment in your heart that you want to give up. There's going to come a moment when you, you, you think your prayers aren't being heard. But then he goes on to tell one of the most unorthodox stories of a widow that is so persistent, she goes to an unruly judge, an un, you know, a, a wicked judge, if you will. He's, he's pagan, is a picture that Jesus paints. And this widow just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming until he is so annoyed by yeah. her and he, he gives her her desire. Yeah, I mean, he says, he eventually says, well, the, the scripture, Jesus in the parable says, for some time he refused. But finally, he being the judge said to, said mm. to himself, mm. Even though I don't fear God, right? So he has no fear of God or care what people think. Mm -hmm. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. So he gives her what she wants, Ah, right? Come on. And he's not even a God-fearing person, so... I just want to speak that over this generation. Let's keep bothering God until we see justice. 
until we see justice for the poor, until we see justice for the afflicted. Uh, This is our time to rise up and be people of prayer. We ought to pray and not lose heart. Jesus said it. We can believe it. But keep coming back to God. Keep coming back. You know, in the book of Revelation, there's a description of our prayers in a bowl. I believe God is is keeping our prayers. Mm. They're described as incense. There's a sweet Sweet smell that that in heaven, there's the power that our senses that we have here on earth are going to be completely awakened to what God originally designed. We think we smell, we think we taste, we think we can see, we think we can hear. And heaven is going to be so much greater. And one day we're going to see, we're going to smell, we're going to experience that what we've been doing now matters in heaven. And this is our time to rise up and be a people of prayer. I totally agree. And we don't, I mean, like you said earlier, our life is a vapor. Like we just don't have that much time. So... Uh, we may as well go all in and just pray. <laughs> Let's make, make much of your life. And yeah. the way you can do that is through prayer. Yeah. Praying for other people. Yeah. Pr- praying for more Inter- of God. Yeah, absolutely. All kinds of prayer. Let's, yes. let's you know, pray I've without ceasing. lately been more convicted for, to just intercede for Amen. people. Just intercessory prayer is so huge. That's right. Wow. This has been a, a great conversation today. Just, uh, we went from telling a story at Journey Church to end up preaching. And I just, I love that because it's the power of what God's able to do when we watch God work through us. And let me tell you, you don't need to be on the prayer team to go do powerful things for God. You could pray right right where you are in your workplace, wherever you go, invite God into your life. Invite God to, to have courage. Pastor David at Journey Church in Bend right now says, you know, faith can be described yeah. Uh, by spelling this word, R-I-S-K, or faith yeah. is spelled. That's how yeah. he always says it. And I'm like, no, that's not how faith is spelled. <laughs> he jokes, faith is spelled R-I-S-K, risk. It, you really want to know what faith is? It's taking a risk. Because if you're not taking a risk, if you've got it figured out, there's no faith involved. Yeah. That's, that's living by sight. You totally. can see it. You know what's going to happen. But yeah. faith is taking a risk. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. Yeah, that reminds me of you know, really our whole journey in church planting was, I mean, it was literally risk after risk after risk after risk. That's right. And you cannot separate uh, faith from risk because Mm -hmm. if you take the risk out of faith, it's no longer faith. That's right. Like if if we can do it, if we can figure it out in our own power, in our own strength, then it's not, we don't need God. So let's just ask that question to our hearts and then to our listeners today. Where is God asking you to step out in faith? Where do you need to take a risk? Where do you need to do something that's uncomfortable? It's maybe something you've never done before. Let's start with Kara. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) Where is God asking you to get uncomfortable right now? Maybe to take a risk. What what does that look like? Either in the present reality or maybe in the future. That's something... Well, for me... Yeah, in the the last year, I have... um, I've come a long way uh, spiritually, and I would say, and um, I feel like God is just, he's, he's just taking me bait, like one day at a time, one step at a time, and mm. it's literally just be faithful, just be faithful today, and yes. um, walk with me today, you know, is, is, is what I, you know, sense from him, and, um, uh, and if, if an opportunity presents itself that I need to step out for, I, mm. I typically am saying yes, wow. so... Um, you know, that could be a variety of things. So let's let's walk through tangibly 
for our listeners what that looks like in a day because our rhythms have changed a lot over the past year or so. Yeah. So for, for you to prioritize the Lord, you wake up in the morning. What do you do? Well, yeah, we're reading the Bible in a year. So um, together, the same plan. So I mean, we don't read it. you do. Yeah, physically together. But no. we're reading the same plans. So we're reading the same thing every day. Sometimes we're at the table so, next to each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, I get it. That is the very first thing I do in the morning is I get into scripture. Yeah, we set the coffee the night before. It's yeah. got a... Um, Timer. An alarm timer that starts in the morning. Get up, grab your Bible first thing, to, whether it's 6 a.m., 5 a.m., or 7 a.m. Yeah. Get up, start with Scripture. What else do you do after that? Because I've seen you with... Oh, a, a I'll, I've been journaling a lot. Pen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, during the sabbatical, I started that, and mm -hmm. actually before it, I would say last spring. So um, I started, I started journaling again for after a very long period of time that I did not. And so it's so cool to be able to record, you know, the the things of your heart, the prayers, the um, the hard times, even the good times, and then be able to look back though and see God's answer and his provision in it. Yes. It's amazing because it's actually recorded. So I definitely, I'll write, I'll journal prayers, I'll journal um, scriptures that I feel like are, uh, speak very meaningfully to me that day mm. or things that I want to memorize or um, meditate on through the day. So when I read it and then I write it, it gets in my heart. And I mean, I see you yeah. do that in the mornings. Is yes. that what you do? Yes. So I, I try to do the same thing. I think you're much more consistent with the writing than I am. You're a great writer. If you all don't know that out there, Kara's a great writer. I'm asking her to help me ghostwrite my book right now. I'm a little behind, but she's really good with words. I'm actually terrible. I just, I have a hard time. But when I do it, like you mentioned, I'm grateful that I did. Yeah. Especially if I'm consistent, because then I can go back and see how God's answered prayer, yeah. what season of life I was in, what I thought was a big deal that yeah. a year later is not as big of a deal as I thought it was or whatever that might be. Or just be. to see how how God answers because mm -hmm. he does, he hears our prayers and he answers them. That's right. And, and right. we grow and we mature and yeah. we, we just Sometimes it's see. not the way we want it answered, yeah. but he does hear us and he does answer them. Right. It's either a yes it's a no or a not yet not now yeah. <laughs> not yet and so, sometimes you don't know the difference between not yet and no but that's you know. right and god will do it in a much better way than yeah. we describe so so we start the day off that way and then, then like everyone we i mean you're a realtor you're busy I, i'm a pastor I, I go to the office my life is consumed with meetings and uh preparation for th uh, things of the future and so here we go busy about our day but one thing that's true in our house we've got bible sitting around we've got books sitting around that it's going to be there that if we need it i mean even in these podcasts scripture comes to mind we can just reach over around the table we're yeah. we're in our home right now yeah one of these days in the near future we're gonna have a video so we're gonna do a video vodcast for the whole youtube world to see as well but we're, we're just grabbing that we're just getting real so that we started the day with god's word then throughout the day god has his word yeah. then let's let's fast forward we got the end of the day and what, what does that look like for you at the end of the day? Like, like process for the listener, living by faith. We're nearing the end of the day now. What mm. does that look like for you? Well, I, I guess living by faith for me is, it looks different every day, you know? Yep. Like, my day is oftentimes determined by, you know, yeah. 
taking risks or, um, you know, I, I, like you said, I'm a realtor and I have felt for a lot of years that, that real estate is my mission field. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm, I'm getting a lot more involved in the church. So it's, it's a little bit of both now, but, um, but I, um, you know, I, I work a lot, I work closely with people and, and I have to, um, it's often, it's people that are in, um, situations that are stressful. So mm-hmm. they're either buying or they're selling or they're doing both a mm-hmm. home. And that is a very large purchase. So, um, it's, it's oftentimes I'm praying for them. I'm, um, I'm helping them. I'm counseling them. I'm, I'm guiding them through mm-hmm. a, a very arduous process for some people, um, you know, that are unfamiliar with it and, you know, it's big, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, I, I consider it an honor really that, um, God has me in that mm. field. I very much enjoy it. Um, but well, I'll give you one observation I've witnessed in our lives that we were doing before, but I think we're very much more intentional about it now, especially by the end of the day, we've got three teenagers. We both have stress that can add up is one way we both decompress is we exercise, Yeah, you know, is, and the exercise comes in a variety of different forms. Like you said, from day to day, I mean, there's times it just, you've said it and I say it like I'm going on a walk. Yeah. I'm going on a run. And typically it's, it's by yourself or by myself. And so there's, there's a decompression yeah. of getting alone of, of, um, getting your heart moving. But I just say that today for our listeners that wherever you're at, it it doesn't have to fit in a box, um, but you need to make choices that are going to make you more healthy. And uh, one of the things I've also seen from you observed care, not only just exercise at the end of the day, um, that's when we choose. Some people exercise first thing in the morning, but then also I've just witnessed you reading a lot more books than I've ever seen you read before Yeah. Uh, in bed. I mean, well, I've started like five. (laughs) Well, and you know, I want to commend you for that. Yeah. I mean, because in the past, we just even joked oh, yeah. about this recently. Yeah. You went to bed every single night With watching TV. television. That's true. And you actually did not watch television because you fell asleep within yeah. 30 seconds. It put me to sleep. You started this habit in college, you said. Yep. And I hated it because you fell asleep right yeah. away. <laughs> I would stay up watching TV. Right. We, we don't even have a TV in our room right no. now. And instead, you read a book. So yeah. anyways, thank you for... Or I'll just read the Bible. Yes. I have a, another Bible um, that's by my side of the bed. And sometimes I'll actually read it out loud while you're falling yeah. asleep. I literally asked her. And the first few times I asked her, she did not give in to my request. But then <laughs> I think by the third or fourth request, she was like, are you serious? And I said, yes, I'm serious. I asked Kara, could you read the Bible out loud to me? Because she would be reading, I would be laying in bed, I want to go to sleep. Okay, what better way to go to sleep than to hearing God's word? So uh, I just want to just say, hey, what a great way. Start your day in God's word, end your day in God's word. Yeah. That's powerful. So that, that's Kara's day. So uh, maybe you could figure out what does your day look like out there? Uh, well, Kara, we've been going for a little bit. I want to make sure that uh, we honor our listeners' time. Uh, let's do confession time. Confession from Pastor Keith. The first half of this podcast if our listeners heard a noise, that's because I started the wash right when we started this podcast. And then about halfway through, I don't know if anyone heard the do 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 We got new washer and dryer that sings to us. And so I just want to say we're in our home and we're real people. And I started the wash right at the beginning of the podcast. So if you made it this far, well done. Now I got to go put the wash into the dryer. You have any confessions for us? <laughs> 
No. Well, uh, I'll tell you this, my friends. Uh, it's good to confess. John tells us in 1 John chapter 1, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today, confess your sins to Jesus. He's going to cleanse you. He's going to purify you. Uh, pursue the Lord with all your heart. I'll tell you, there's nothing better than that today. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. Acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight today. It's been a joy spending just a little bit of time with you on Confessions of a Pastor. We're grateful for you. Go share this with somebody else, and we will see you next time on... Number nine. Number nine, Confessions of a Pastor. <laughs> God bless you, friends. Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.